money is one of those things we get really uncomfortable talking about. We get uncomfortable thinking about it a lot of the time. But the thing about money is that we need to talk about it and we need to get clear about it if we really want to make it. And I know that as business owners, you want to be making it. I was really excited to have my friend Pamela George join me on the podcast because we wanted to talk about money mistakes. We wanted to talk about money opportunities. We want to talk about how important it is to learn about your money because once you can get through some of the beliefs that stop us from wanting to look at our money, we start to really make more money. So let's jump into today's episode of the Biz Podcast. Welcome to the Biz Podcast, where we're going to talk about running a business you love while still having the life you want. I'm Lara Wellman, and together we're going to talk about dreams, goals, and strategies, but even more importantly, mindset, boundaries, breaking the rules, and getting out of your own way. Thank you so much for being on the podcast with me today, Pam. I'm so excited to have you. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. I really wanted to have you on the show so that we could talk about money. But before we dig into money and all the juicy stuff that comes with those conversations, let's have you tell everybody who you are and what you do. I am a financial literacy and credit counselor, and I help women, particularly business owners, figure out their money situation. So learn how to pay themselves, learn how to pay off debt, and just generally get on top of their finances. And you and I have had a lot of opportunities to talk about money from a lot of different angles and specifically how it ends up impacting business owners. Because money is one of those things that sort of comes along and feels heavy for people. And it's not actually something that you think people should feel heavy about, right? No, I I think, you know, we have to deal with money in every aspect of our lives. And just like how we have to eat and we'll go get the groceries and cook the food and do all of that, we need to treat money like that as well. It's something that has to happen. It's something we have to earn and we have to spend and we just need to know how to do it properly. You learn how to cook the meal so you can eat well. You need to learn how to manage your money so you can spend it well and save for the future. And what I've experienced working with a lot of business owners over the years and being a business owner and having made a lot of money mistakes, you've done a series about money mistakes. When I hit my 10-year mark as an entrepreneur, I wrote a blog post all about a bunch of the money mistakes I made, which we'll link to in the show notes because it's always fun to see how other people screwed up. Um, (laughs) But, you know, money is one of those things where for me also, it was a thing where I thought if I just keep working, it'll get better as opposed to I should figure out how to make sure it gets better. It's the same thing with all the business planning I work on with people that, you know, it feels like a thing you don't want to do because it sounds like it's going to be hard. Money, it triggers a lot of people. It makes them scared. It makes them have to sit and think, oh my gosh, really, there's an issue here with money. I need to figure it out. And it's always, you know, let's put it off. Let's not think about it today. But what I have seen in my line of work is that's the worst thing you can do. Whereas the person who is having this money question come up, they might feel the worst thing is to deal with it head on. No. From my experience, from the outside looking in, the worst thing you can do is not do anything. It's because it only gets worse. It's not going to go away. Yeah. And so people have a tendency to try to bury their head in the sand and pretend the problem is not happening. And meanwhile, it gets worse and it gets worse and it gets worse. 
And I know that one of the stories that they're telling themselves is that they're not good at money and so they can't do it. Yeah, and my approach is, okay, you feel you're not good at it, but that may not be true, right? You feel you're not good with money and that's just the feeling. <laughs> and it's, guess what? More times, more often than not, clients come to me and I hear this, right? Oh, I'm so not good with money. I've never been good with money. And then we sit down and we start to talk and they would tell me eventually, you know what? I'm good with money. I can do this. And it's all about believing in yourself and empowering yourself. And where you don't know about money, the things you don't know, you just educate yourself. There's a problem and you fix it by educating yourself. So you walk clients through how to figure out, how to understand it and learn the skills. And I mean, this, again, this is true of all things, but I think people, they get so much shame around money that they don't want to look at it. But when you don't know how to do a thing, you don't know how to do a thing. So you need to learn how to do a thing. And maybe we'll share a fun story, Pam. Earlier, you and I were talking in a different context. <laughs> And we were talking about selfies and how you accidentally took a really bad selfie. And like, while I try to be encouraging, I have to admit it was a really bad selfie. Yeah. We can't be good at everything, Laura. No, but like all I did, I shared a couple of tips with you and then you took another selfie and it was a fantastic selfie. Yes. And sometimes you just need somebody to tell you the simple things you need to do to make something you think you're bad at something you're good at. Yeah. And I would use that example, I'll go a little bit more into that. So I hardly post selfies on Facebook because I'm not good at it. And that's what I told myself. I'm not good at selfies. In fact, I will post that selfie <laughs> on my Facebook page. And that's why, because I feel I'm not good at it. You just talk to me for a couple minutes to give me some simple tips. And the selfie that I took right after was beautiful. And just like the money situation, I was saying, I'm not good at it. I can't do it. With a little bit of coaching, as crazy as it sounds, just a little bit of two-minute coaching, I was able to take a beautiful selfie. And that's what I feel, how I feel about money. You feel you're not good with it. You get a little bit of counseling, a little bit of coaching from me, and you go on the other side of it and you're like, wow, I'm paying myself now for the first time in months. Or my debt is going up. My savings going up. I'm sleeping better. All those are things that happen to my clients after they work with me. By month two or so, in fact, I have had clients say to me after the first meeting, Pam, I slept for the first time in what, in what months? I slept right through. So yeah, it's the selfie thing. Get the training, <laughs> the two-minute training, and get good selfies or you know, coaching, counseling, whatever you need, but fix it so you can get to a better place. Yeah, because not every step of this is going to need to be hard. Some of it is not going to be hard. It's just a matter of knowing what to do. And, you know, I'm sure some of it isn't rainbows and unicorns going through your money stuff. I'm not pretending it's not. But it's not necessarily going to be as hard as you think it is when you decide to avoid it for years. Most of my clients say to me that they thought it would have been harder. They thought it would have been much more difficult. But I really... I understand the importance of holding my client's hand and going through this with them, which is why I say I would support my clients on their journey to financial healing. It's a journey. And I walk with you on that journey to help you and to support. And it doesn't have to be scary. And I use the analogy of my needles thing. I hate needles. I'm scared of needles. And every time I go and I give blood, 
or I have a blood test done and the needle is in my arm, I go, what was I fussing about? What was all the anxiety and all the fuss about? Because it doesn't really hurt. And I feel that happens to a lot of people with money. They think it's going to be hard and painful, like extremely, whereas there are times it might get uncomfortable. But I don't think it's really hard. And my clients also say to me, it's not, it wasn't really that hard. And I think that that's a great point because I think one of the things that is the worst part, the very worst part of taking control of your money and like going on that journey is all the stress and angst you put on yourself before you actually commit to making the change. And as soon as you make that commitment, it starts to just happen. But like all that gunky, crappy feeling that you have when you're like, I want to do it, I can't do it, I should do it, but I can't do it, I can't afford it, I'm not going to be able to do it, I'm not going to follow through. All that story and that swirl of the anxiety of getting to the place where you start is actually the worst part. And so that's the part that you need to like cut short and just take action on. Yes. And again, it's all the anticipation, the unnecessary worry and anticipation before. A lot of times I see clients, I counsel them, and at the end of it, they're like, I didn't really have to do all this worry. And it's so, so true. And I'll talk to clients. I have clients who follow me for months, right? And they'll tell me they get so scared when they see all my posts and, oh my God, it's all that that's happening. It's in their body. They get stressed and then they sign up to work with me and they're like, that's it. That's my homework. That's it. That's all I have to do this two weeks. Yeah, that's it. Because we go gentle. We don't make this hard. We don't have to make this hard. We go in gentle and we make it work. And then... As they go through it, they start to do those amazing things. They start to get to pay themselves regularly. They start to get to pay themselves more, probably. Mm-hmm. They give themselves a pay increase. Most of my business owners, by about the second month of working with me, they've started paying themselves a consistent salary. And by month five, they're giving themselves an increase in pay. They can absolutely do it. They might have thought that they couldn't. They might have felt like they were bad at money. They have all these stories running through their heads, this belief that making money and being good at money isn't something they can do. And that's the thing that's just not true, that we need to sort of reframe and reposition so that all these business women can really be like, you know what, I can absolutely do this. I'm going to take control now, stop spending all my time feeling shameful about it and get to the other side. You know, I use hiring you as my coach as an example. In the beginning, I felt having a business coach was a luxury, right? And, you know, I did put it off for a month or two, and that's a luxury thing. Or I kept saying, when I work for more money, I'll hire you. And then early last year, I just bite the bullet. And I'm like, no, it's not a luxury. I am a solopreneur. I'm in business. I don't have a team that I can go and bounce ideas off and give me ideas and that type of thing. I need a coach to help me with that. I bite the bullet and I hired you and we worked together. And then I realized that it wasn't a luxury. It was a necessity in order to take my business to where I wanted it to go. I do feel that people look at financial counseling and coaching as a luxury that they'll do when they get things in a better position or when they have more money. But just like how I needed you to take my business to another level, I feel if you're struggling with money, you need to hire someone like me to help you figure it out, to get you out of that hole, first of all, and to get you to a place where you're not only surviving and struggling, 
but you're thriving and you're really living the best life, the life that you want to live. And there's a certain piece to investing financially that makes you accountable enough to get the work done. Yes. Yes, of course. You pay your money and you have expectations and you know what you're going to do. I mean, with my financial breakthrough program, we do a lot of goal setting. We figure out what you want to do, where you want to go, and we put that in. And it's an investment in yourself. You pay that money, you work on yourself for six months, and then you realize, okay, well, really wasn't luxury. It, it was a necessity because now you're where you want to be or you're well on your way to being there. Investing in yourself is so important. And I see that with my female clients. They hesitate to do it. I would do a budget with a female client and I'll get to a part. I always have a section in my budget that we talk about personal development or hobbies. And I'll tell you, most of the ladies would say to me, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. They, there's nothing left for that. So that tells me they're leaving themselves to last, which we all know a lot of women do that. We all do that. But there's money for hockey for the kids. There's everything, everything. The spouse, the kids, and then there's personal development for my client who's sitting in front of me and like, no, there's no money left. What about hobbies? Oh, I don't have a hobby. I can't even remember what that was, right? I'll talk to my male clients and I'll say hobby and they'll rock back on the chair and they'll say, well, I have a week away with the guys or there's hockey tickets that I'm buying, season tickets. There's no hesitation. There's nothing like, well, the wife wants this, so I'm not able to afford this. No. And that speaks volumes to me, why it is women, why we feel we have to do everything else first before we take care of ourselves. And it's reflected because you're not investing in yourself. You're not investing in learning how to manage your money, but you're managing your family's money. It's just, for me as a counselor, it just seems topsy-turvy. It seems upside down. Because if you are the one responsible for managing your family's finances, you need to know what you're doing. Because it's not your life alone you're messing up. It's the family. It's the children. Right? And there's a story, the last video I did on my money mistakes. I talked about the mistake my mom made with her money. And I said it three generations after. We're still feeling the effects of that money mistake she made. So we need to stop and understand that if you don't know, to use your term, if you don't know a thing, you learn a thing and you get better at it and you fix it. And that's what I'm trying to do with what I do with my financial counseling. Yeah. So you learn how to do the thing and then you know how to not only figure out how to make sure that everybody is getting what they need, including yourself. Yes. And you stop to dread the idea that you're responsible for this thing that is painful and hard and not working. Yesterday, I was at a workshop for women only. And this lady, we were doing a budget and she doesn't work. And I said, so we're doing the budget. And I said, okay, so list what your family income is. And she looked at me and she said, I don't know. I said, do you know how much your husband works for on average? She's like, no, she didn't know any of the expenses or anything like that. And by the time, well, you know how I talk my workshop, I was saying to her, no, you got to know this. This is your livelihood you're talking about. Anyway, she, at the end of the workshop, she came to me and she said, you know, I am doing a very risky thing, not knowing about money. And the reason her husband does it all is because she said to him many, many years ago, this is too confusing for me. I don't want to do it. And I said to her, I, I asked her, I said, is he good at managing money? And she said, she whispered to me and she said, I don't think he is. Because every year we're going more and more in debt. 
So as a woman, she chose not to do it, not to deal with it and learn how to do finances. She handed it over to someone who she doesn't have confidence that he knows how to do it too. Now, that is very scary to me, right? You have a couple and one don't want to do it and the other one not good at it. And this is your livelihood you're talking about and they have kids. So as a counselor, I heard that yesterday and I say it now and that scares me because I know the consequences of that. And you know that the possibilities are there that they can make it feel good and get in control and turn it all around. And that's what I love about what you do. And it's what I love about the message of this conversation about the idea that it can feel good. And like, there's the scary stuff, there's the shame stuff, there's all those bits that we don't want to talk about. But the outcome, not feeling stressed about your money, not feeling like you can't do the things you want to do. That's the thing that you're working towards when you commit to working on this stuff. Yes. I mean, I have a client, she's planning a trip to Greece next year. She turns 50 next year and she's no longer in debt and she's managing her money. She's a business owner. She hasn't gone on vacation in years. And she's talking to a travel agent now and she's going away for the first time in years. I have a client who's going away for Christmas. And I mean, it just goes on. And these are clients, I tell you, when I met them, they couldn't even dream about vacation or dream about doing all the things that they're doing now. I have a client who left an abusive relationship because she learned how to manage her money and understand she can take care of herself. I have another client who was working for someone And after working with me, she's like, I'm ready to start my own practice. And that's what she's doing now. So yes, it might be scary. Yes, it's all of that. But when you get to the other side, oh, it's amazing. It's beautiful. I love it. Yes, this is amazing. Where can people come and find you and get more of your goodness? Okay, so many ways, obviously. So you can send me a text or you can call at 613-407-1478. You can send me an email at admin at PamelaGeorgeFinancialLiteracy.com or my website, PamelaGeorgeFinancialLiteracy.com or I'm on Facebook, Pamela George or Pamela George Financial Literacy. Many ways for you to find me. Many ways. And we will link to all of them in the show notes and we will maybe link to Pam's terrible selfie. Yes. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening in today. If you enjoyed the show, I hope you subscribe, share with friends, or leave a review online. And come hang out with us in my free Facebook group, The Biz Studio Community. Until then, I hope to see you online.